This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to The Hand Sal, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books that we just can't resist shouting about. This is Amanda Nelson, and today's Hand Sal is Nightingale Point by Luann Goldie. It's got trigger warnings here for racism and child abuse. Before we get started talking about the book, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Wife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so Nightingale Point, I discovered when it was long listed for the Women's Prize in 2020, as now in this year, <laughs> in the year in which we currently live, time has no meaning, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I don't think that it made the shortlist, if I'm remembering correctly, which was such a bummer because I enjoyed this book so much. Nightingale Point is a very fast-paced, I would almost call it a thriller. I mean, it's literary fiction, contemporary literary fiction, of course, but it's it's so, ah, you just get so wrapped up in finding out what happens to these people. So it takes place in 1996, and Nightingale Point is a tower block of apartments in London. 
And the cast of characters, it's like an ensemble cast. So you're following a bunch of different people and families who live in this apartment block. I know it's like a different uh, flats, different terms um, used in the UK, but I'm going to say apartment because that's what my brain keeps going to. So you meet them in the first like chapter or two. You meet everyone who you're supposed to care about. Tristan and Malachi are brothers who live there. And Malachi, I think Malachi, yes, Malachi is the older brother and he is in his early 20s, very early 20s, I think he is 20 or 19. And Tristan is younger than him. He's still in high school. And they were being cared for by their grandmother, but their grandmother has moved back to Jamaica. She like can't deal with living in the UK and the weather anymore. So she's left them to kind of fend for themselves. Um, they're very close to Mary, who is a elderly, I think, she, yeah, she's got grown kids. So she's an elderly Filipina nurse who lives in the apartment tower with her husband, except her husband is estranged and he, he works as an Elvis impersonator and has been traveling the world. Um, he goes back to the Philippines for months at a time. Their relationship is very strained. She's been having an affair with another man for a long time and when she's at home she like she keeps an eye on Tristan and Malachi and um, tries to care for them make sure they're doing okay Malachi has been or was dating a girl who lives up on the top floor named Pamela who is 16 or 17 she's white and her father has a big problem with her dating a black boy in the building to the point that he like locks her in the apartment and will not let her leave she can't go for her runs she can't go hang out with her friends she is just locked in that apartment so there's uh, a few other characters who you meet in the first chapter, and then almost immediately a cargo plane crashes into Nightingale Point, and everything changes. So the book is based on a real accident in, I think it was Nor, oh, it was in Amsterdam, where a cargo plane crashed into an apartment block and killed 40-some-odd people, and that's what Luann Goldie based the book on, that incident, and while she was writing it, the Grenfell Tower tragedy occurred. So she adjusted some points of the book to incorporate some elements of that tragedy as well. And so after the plane crashes into the building, you are with the characters as they try to escape or die or manage to escape, go back in for their loved ones, try to help people get out, all of that. And then you are you remain with them as they try to recover, the ones who have survived, as they try to mourn the loss of the people who died, as they try to move on as best they can, the way that the government completely fails in helping them do so, you know, the, the kind of, I don't know, not not every day, but almost like mundane ways in which a tragedy like that completely affects every single aspect of your life. And I think Malachi and Tristan are the most compelling characters in this book to me, the brothers, because they are trying so hard to be adults. You know what I mean? Like they are boys who have been left to fend for themselves for the most part. And then and they feel the pressure of that. They both feel pressure to survive and make, you know, like, quote unquote, make something of themselves and not to be just another set of poor kids, you know, from an apartment complex. And it's just obstacle after obstacle that they have to overcome. Elvis is also another character in this book who I absolutely love. Elvis has learning disabilities and has been living in a community home for his whole life. He's an adult. Um, I think he's in his like 20s and has been recently put in this in Nightingale Point in the apartment complex with a caregiver who visits him every day and is with him every day and helps him cook, cook his meals and things, but like to help him learn to live independently. And his story and his life, his actions through the tragedy and then after are just just amazing. And he is such a good character. And the way that he's written, you're just like, you're just rooting for him to get out and to continue being his sweet and wonderful self for the rest of the book. 
And so it's a kind of slim book for <laughs> for a women's prize nominee, uh, which tend to be real chunksters. But it's like 350 pages, I think. But in the course of that book, Luann manages to make you completely for these people, you know, not all of them, because like not Pamela's dad, because he's kind of the worst. But you are for all of these characters who you get really attached to making it out of that tower and then and then learning to grieve healthily and thrive. I've been pitching this book to people as a literary thriller, if that you know rings any of your bells. It's not about a murderer or, you know, a serial killer or anything like that. It's not a terrorist attack. The cargo plane crashing into the tower is completely an accident. It's just a tragedy. And then, you know, triumph of the human spirit kind of stuff, which I am not likely usually here for because it feels kind of sappy to me. But like, it's not sappy at all. She writes it so well. And I think right now we can all use a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's Nightingale Point by Luann Goldie. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at getbookedatbookriot.com. Review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us online. I'm on Instagram at I'm Amanda Nelson. Jen is on Twitter at Jen IRL. That's Jen with two N's. And Instagram at I am Jen IRL. And we will talk to y'all on Thursday. <laughs>